0: Alive and Kicking with Claire McKenna on News Talk. You can email the show alive and kicking at newstalk.com or find me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Claire's Lair. Coming up this morning, Irish actress Ivana Lynch on the tragedy and glory of growing up and why she wanted to set the record straight on her eating disorder in her beautiful memoir, The Opposite of Butterfly Hunting. And Dr Fiona Barry, a specialist in biomedical science and Chinese medicine on why we need to change the conversation around women's health. So what kind of a health and wellness week did I have? Well, it's been good. It started off with another trip to the healing forest in Kiltyrnan in Dublin. I'd been before and recorded the experience with Luke Walsh. You'll find the episode in the podcasts of the show at Newstalk.com. But this time, myself and two friends were led by his wife, Nicolene, who's a very special lady with a lean towards energy healing. The idea with forest bathing is that it's the forest itself that is healing, you're taking time in it and Nicolene was respectful of that. There was much of it and lots of learning about the trees alongside the exercises that you're set. But the way she talks, even as you go, there's a little of her own personal magic in there too. It is hard to get into, I'm not going to lie, even as I arrived a more than willing participant after the big house move. Nicolene even said that often the feedback they'll get, people will say they wished there'd been more walking. Forest bathing is not a hike, although you do cover a lot of ground. You do it at such a slow pace and that's what's hard to get into. There's lots of that, lots of sitting and contemplating and other things that you're set that force you or invite you to stop and reflect and that's not the pace we're used to really even as I first sat down I was wondering about what we'd have for dinner later how was my husband who I left with a rotten cold and the kids who'd have hours of screen time as a result but slowly slowly you start to let all that go and it's a lovely experience I would highly recommend it they also do men's talks around a fire over six weeks it is a gorgeous place you can go to thehealingforest.ie to find out more and quite the opposite but just as good for the soul we took the kids to Tato Park during the week You forget how important it is to have fun and what that means to our well-being and kids do bring that magic back to Halloween, to Christmas and any event really. I suggest borrowing one for an afternoon if you haven't one of your own. We went on roller coasters, we followed the Halloween trail, laid a picnic and just spent time together. It was just as lovely walking in the rain in wellies in the park during the week too but... To have that fun, that adrenaline rush at a theme park, especially for my 10 year old son, has been a big part of my health and wellness week. And I have heard a few stories recently which have reminded me that people are going through some tough stuff out there. And if that's you, I'm wishing you all the very best. And I was asked to mention Jamie Phelan, a 32 year old mother of four. Her youngest is eight months old and she's been diagnosed with aggressive brain cancer. Her girlfriends came together to set up a GoFundMe to help raise €200,000 to travel to Germany for pioneering treatment. And in eight days they have raised, last time I looked, they had raised 204. 1160 euro which is just incredible you can find out more at help jamie fight brain cancer but it is a reminder as i say that we should go gentle with people you've no idea what they might be carrying but also that there is so much goodness and support out there in people you can email the show at newstalk.com. now it's Menopause Awareness Month, and I'll be joined by Dr. Fiona Barry, PhD, in a moment, one of the key members of the Menoactive Formulation Team. Menoactive from ReviveActive MenoActive is a super supplement for women during and after menopause, formulated after three years of research. You can find out more at reviveactive.com. And Dr. Fiona Barry has such an interesting background. After years of studying biomedical science, she changed course to incorporate Chinese medicine after she found acupuncture was the most effective treatment for her sinus and migraine issues and she was fascinated by the eastern approach looking at everything from symptoms to emotions to stresses and lifestyle. She now incorporates this holistic approach in her focus on women's well-being and hormonal health and she joins me on the line now. Hello Fiona how are you?
1: I'm great, Claire. How are you? I'm good,
0: Fiona. And I was excited to have you on when I had a little look into your work background. What is the basis of, of Chinese medicine? Is it that focus on the emotional and energetic side of the body along with the, the medical side?
1: It's It's the most elegant, complex and complete medical system you could ever come across. And it is because it's so holistic. It is because you don't separate the mental, emotional from the physical, and you can't separate the person from their environment, and you can't separate the person from the collective. So it's obviously, it's very much steeped in an observational medicine, whereas where all medicine began really was through observation. And it is just it's so incredibly complex but what i love about it is you can take very disparate signs and symptoms from with somebody that really in our western medicine would make no sense there would be no connection between maybe the signs and symptoms somebody's uh, you know are presenting with but in chinese medicine because everything is viewed for, as the whole these disparate signs and symptoms totally can be connected together so for me it's always like a jigsaw puzzle in my mind what fits where Uh, so i just find it incredible
0: and i mean it makes sense when it's described in that way but i suppose ultimately you're using both then in conjunction with how you treat tell us a bit about moving into women's health and and women's wellbeing and becoming a practitioner yourself
1: i think it's it's happened organically. I I knew that if I I think if I had ever gone down the Western medicine route, I I knew in my heart and soul it would have been into obs and gyne I would have gone. That was I maybe it was part maybe part of it was being a woman. I was always fascinated. I tend to like the complex Claire and we are complex. Uh, We have to be because by virtue of the fact that obviously we are the, the the ones that can reproduce. So it seems natural now to me that when I went down the Chinese medicine route, that organically when I started to practice, that they are the clients I would attract. So, it has just happened um, that I, I suppose you begin to get a reputation and a name for yourself. And I very much have built up a reputation around fertility. It is probably what I will be most known for. Um, but I have always, I suppose, dabbled in all of the other aspects as well. I mean, I still see people with digestive issues. I do a lot of musculoskeletal pain and that sort of stuff, um, neurological conditions. But the main bulk of my work really is around women's hormonal health. And I'm really delighted now that it starts to expand on either side as well. So I'm seeing a lot of menopausal women now, and I'm also seeing a lot of teenagers with um, uh, menstrual issues. So I really love the hormonal stuff. I had a brilliant guest on a
0: couple of weeks ago. She is a personal trainer with a focus on women's health, and particularly exercising in conjunction with your cycle um, for a, a benefit to your to your overall health and well being. And she was talking about your menstrual cycle as a fifth vital sign. That if there's something unwell or irregular with it, as in it's painful, it's irregular. That, that can often be a sign that something isn't right. And I think as women, we often just trudge on with a host of, of symptoms and just think it's it's part and parcel of being a woman.
1: Absolutely, Claire. And that is, I mean, it's fantastic to hear that um more personal trainers are, you know, coming at things from that aspect because it's very true what our body is capable of and It's about recognising and I suppose um, honouring what our body, the signs and and the the signals that our body is giving us. I think we're kind of conditioned and the way we're taught about our menstrual cycle, even the languaging around it and the languaging around female hormones. It's all very negative. It's, um, you know, I I smile sometimes when I hear what some of my clients call their periods. Um, You know, it's the curse, It's you know it's it's never it's, it's it's very rare rare that you hear any sort of positive connotations whereas i really would love to change the mar- the narrative around this it would be a huge passion of mine to start going into schools and educating girls and boys to be honest about how important our hormones are and how much they do for us and we are really lucky as females that we do have our periods as literally um, a flag every month it is just the best thing that we can look at to see it, it really is showing us what condition our health is in. Um, men don't have that privilege. Uh, so your digestive system and your menstrual health are fantastic at telling you how how your body is coping and and how it's being regulated and how healthy you are. So it's absolutely, I think, vital that we start teaching our young people to actually embrace this and to learn about it. And not only from a, an exercise perspective, but even when it comes to our work and jobs, we feel different and we are different at different parts of our cycle. So for for example, in the follicular phase, so that's the, the, the beginning of your cycle, kind of up to ovulation and particularly around ovulation, our oestrogen levels are quite high and our progesterone level is very low. And our oestrogen is our, is our kind of our social hormone. And it's the hormone that gives us a bit of get up and go. So this is what normally where, you know, you're feeling quite energetic, you're quite vivacious, quite outgoing. So this is a time for projects. It's time for moving things forward. It's maybe the time to be having that meeting with your boss. Um, but, and then when we move into the luteal phase after ovulation, This is a time, obviously, where you might become pregnant. So it's very smart. The body then, what it does is it actually closes in on itself. So this is the time of your cycle. You become a bit more introverted you become more reflective, so this might be the time that you actually decide it 's definitely not a good idea to have um a, a meeting with your boss because you become a little bit more irritable, and that is to get you to pull back from the world because obviously if you are pregnant, you need to protect the fetus so it 's the time then to ease back on exercises to to nurture yourself more to sleep more to give yourself more rest and if we had that understanding, we could be so much more productive and honour our bodies and be so much more healthy.
0: Yeah. And I was sort of talking to our last guest. Her name is Sinead Brophy and it's go with the flow dot com if people want to look into it a bit more. But I suppose I was saying to her, sometimes you feel like admitting that is almost a weakness. But it's not as if in that luteal phase, we can all just pull the duvet over our heads and and do nothing. Obviously, real life continues. But where you have a choice as to where to put a meeting, it's just important to have that in your mind. And I also read an interesting article with Elizabeth Day, who's a a journalist in the UK, who I really like. She's got a a couple of brilliant books and, and and a brilliant podcast, How to Fail. And she's been very open about her fertility journey. And she says at school she wishes there had been more of a talk about how your fertility isn't guaranteed, because all we're ever really given as a message when we're younger is you could get pregnant at the drop of a hat and you just have to be really careful to avoid that. And yet when you get to the baby making stage, if that's for you, often it doesn't happen. And, and I think there's a, a, a real negative connotation around all that then for women because they feel like they have failed in some way.
1: Yeah. And again, it, it's it's the conditioning and it's the languaging around it. Um, and also very important what you said if there was proper education um and as you said it was pointed out that you know i think yeah we are educated to literally think we can get pregnant at the drop of a hat and obviously when you're a teenager and you're you know in and in your early 20s that is when you are your most fertile um our fertility starts to drop off around our mid-20s um and again we're not taught about that and our We, we, I suppose, have a lifestyle now where, you know, we uh, carry on so much longer in education. Most of us are, you know, going on to university. So by the time you're even starting your career, you're potentially in your mid-20s. And everything else is is given priority and given focus with very little thought to the fact that all the time, realistically, your fertility is starting to drop off. And there are other aspects to life as well, I think, which aren't discussed. Our Western diet is not compatible for fertility or compatible for health. Um, our lifestyle, our constant on, you know, technology. We are lauded for burnout. You know, you, you never really hear somebody being congratulated for resting. You hear people being congratulated for how busy they are. Um, and again, it's another fallacy The other thing I think I would say is we are now, I think, also seeing the effects of potentially um, hormonal contraception. And I know this is kind of a a thorny issue because I fully appreciate that hormonal contraception gave women um, freedom and it gave them autonomy over their own bodies. And I, you know, and I think that's amazing. But hormonal contraception has never moved on we're still it's still more or less the same as it was when it was first um developed you know whatever 50 60 years ago and it's been prescribed incorrectly as far as i would be concerned anyway it's not correct to be prescribing hormonal contraceptives um to teenagers because they have acne or because they're having irregular periods or because they're having painful periods your menstrual cycle isn't developed until you're, it takes about 10 to 12 years. So it isn't developed until you're about in your early 20s. So if you're going in with something that disrupts that process and disrupts that maturation, you have no idea of the consequences of that on the other end.
0: Ooh, that is a thorny issue. And you're right. Nobody talks about that either. And fertility, on its own is is such a sensitive issue, and I, and that's why I speak about it with sensitivity because I know it's such a struggle for a lot of a lot of couples, a lot of a lot of people. It's it's very very tough. And then you'll hear something like Rosanna Davidson, for example, who was very open about her fertility struggles, and then all of a sudden she settles down during lockdown and gets pregnant with twins, and it's just this magic formula that somehow is so hard to to tap into but I suppose that's something in the work that you do bringing east and west together can I ask you about the menopause um do you think the conversation is beginning to change around menopause I mean myself personally as a woman in her 40s I certainly feel very different about it than I may have years before because I'm hearing positive stories. I'm seeing people like Davina McCall talk about it and still be doing her workouts and still be working, that it's not this end where you just sit and shrivel up somewhere. (laughs)
1: <laughs> again it, it's awful isn't it i is i just think it's terrible the way women's health is dealt with uh and how conditioned we are from a such a young age if i really i think the message that we're given from a very young age is that our body is working against us in some way you know that we're we're these hormonal <laughs> hags you know that i don't know that are at the behest and controlled by these pesky hormones that do nothing positive for us um so we spent ha- half of our fertile years shutting that whole system down and depriving ourselves of the positive aspects and then lamenting the fact when we're on the other end of it and we're looking for those hormones and bereft when they're leaving us um so it would be so good to change the narrative you know from start to finish Claire, I think menopausal years, to be honest, are the best years of a woman's life um, because I think with the changeover from fertility and reproduction to infertility, our rather our reproductive energy is so tightly connected to our creative energy. And this is the way it's seen in Chinese medicine, it's called the second spring, because the way they view it is that reproductive energy is then channeled and redirected into your creative energy. And the majority of of women that I know that are particularly in business, literally come into their own, I think in their 40s and their 50s. And it's because you're, I suppose, you're shrugging off a lot of the responsibilities, maybe the responsibilities of young children, although that's changing now because we're having children so late. It's another, it's another added advantage of having children early in life when we're meant to be having them. Um, And you're you know what, to be honest as well, with the changes in hormones, our our oestrogen is the hormone that really gives us that and progesterone as well that gives us that real nurturing and protective and caring instinct which obviously is needed if you when you are the bearer of children Um, and whereas when they start to reduce you start to kind of go into your more um, what about me phase and you you kind of back off more on the caring and nurturing. And you start, again, looking a bit more inward and you start kind of thinking, OK, how do I now care for myself? So I think it is the most amazing transition. But perspective is everything. And how you go into it, you need to go into it prepared.
0: Oh, Fiona, we have to have you back on. because There's so much even to talk about there, because as you say, a lot of women now in their 40s have not only young children uh, to care for, they're caring for their elderly or aging parents. They're sandwiched between that. Their career is kicking off. They're getting the what about me phase coming in. So there's a lot. You're right. We are complex beings, and that's why it's so good to have experts like yourself at our fingertips. Where can people find you, Fiona?
1: Uh, I have two clinics in Cork. I'm based in Middleton and Balancolic. Um, you can find me under fionabarry.ie. You can find me in on Instagram or on Facebook as uh, Dr Fiona Barry.
0: Well, Dr Fiona Barry, it's been gorgeous talking to you today. Thank you so much for coming on.
1: Thanks a million, Claire.
0: Thanks again to Dr Fiona Barry and to Menoactive from Revive Active, supporting women during and after menopause. Coming up after the break, Irish actress Ivana Lynch on her beautiful memoir, The Opposite of Butterfly Hunting.